good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with the first story of the day. The cabinet okays the Andaman plan. The cabinet on Wednesday approved in principle an economic and social development plan for six southern provinces along the Andaman Sea. The development plan covers 32 projects worth 9 billion baht in six southern provinces comprising of Krabi, Phuket, Panya, Trang, Renong and Satun. The government spokesman said the development plan will focus largely on rehabilitating businesses, especially those in tourism, in the six southern areas which have been hit hard by the COVID-19 outbreaks. An Andaman Economic Tourism Network will be established to build up the linkage among tourism, trade and services in the southern provinces, while the Andaman Go Green scheme is initiated to promote the bio, circular and green economy in those areas. According to Mr. Tana Korn, the government spokesman, the plan also aims to upgrade medical tourism in Andaman provinces, promote the marina industry and develop palm and rubber industries and infrastructure. In a separate development, the cabinet yesterday approved the state oil fund borrowing 30 billion baht to subsidize retail diesel prices. The first batch of borrowing, worth 20 billion baht, will be secured in January next year and the second batch, where 10 billion baht will be secured later once oil prices rise further. The borrowing will be used to subsidize retail diesel oil prices now capped at not more than 30 baht per litre. The Deputy Prime Minister and Energy Minister, Mr. Pong, said the government expects the first batch of 20 billion baht to be able to help cap the diesel oil prices for only four months. The government will consider later once the first batch of the borrowing is depleted, he said. On October 4th, the Energy Policy Administration Committee approved a cap on diesel prices of 30 Thai baht per litre starting from October 11th until the end of the month to help reduce living costs for consumers. The oil fund now stands at 7 billion baht. Prime Minister Prayachana Cha said yesterday the the government expects the world oil prices will drop sometime soon while calling on all parties to help save energy. The government also pledged to promote clean energy generation, he said. Now, this goes back to the strikes that were being held by truckers a few weeks ago and they've been demanding 25 baht. They're not going to get what they wanted. It's going to be kept at 30 baht though. I have been driving around and I haven't actually seen the, the diesel prices. They've been above 30 baht in some of the PTT stations that I've passed by. So I wonder when it'll actually kick in. Now, according to this story, it says it already has but I'll have a look the next time I'm passing a, a gasoline station and see exactly how much diesel is. And moving along, the Prime Minister defends delay lifting the nightlife ban. Prime Minister Prayachana Cha has defended the decision to postpone the opening of pubs and entertainment venues from December 1 to January 15, a move that has disappointed many in the hospitality and entertainment industries as they fret about keeping their businesses alive. General Prayat said public health safety measures would not be ready in time for them to safely reopen on December 1. We have to listen to what the Public Health Ministry has to say about the matter as well, said the Prime Minister who also heads the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration, or the CCSA, which issued the delay notice. The Premier has warned entertainment businesses not to reopen before they are given permission to do so, or they will face swift legal action. Many pubs and bars have already defied the rules and suffered the consequences. General Pryat also ordered organisers nationwide to exercise the utmost precaution and launched health surveillance measures during festivities at Loi Kratong venues on Friday. 
He said that there has been a steady improvement in tourism after the November 1 reopening, with hotel bookings on the rise. He said he has instructed agencies to reduce the time needed to perform immigration and health checks for international arrivals. Meanwhile, the director of the health department told media why allowing people to drink in pubs and bars and nightclubs was a very bad idea and why alcohol was such a menace when it comes to the spread of COVID. The practicalities of sitting in a bar were paramount. People would stay in proximity for a long time and forget themselves and forget the rules. But the there are medical reasons too, he said. Alcohol causes the muscles in the neck around the pharynx to be less effective, he said, thus allowing COVID to be more easily penetrate and get into the lungs. In addition, alcohol weakens the white blood cells when COVID-19 germs enter the body, he continued, so it's easy to get infected. He said that social distancing is often forgotten and people don't wear masks, which further increases the hazards associated with alcohol consumption. He claimed that a department poll of the general public conducted in the first two weeks of November indicated that 56.8% didn't want any changes to the alcohol serving rules. The ones that did sided with bar owners and the opening up of the economy, he noted. Now, I don't even know if what he's actually said is any way true, but it doesn't sound like it's very science-based. I don't know if it is. I've been trying to do some research on this and I pretty much come up blanks with what he's talking about. So if anybody does know, please do write down in the comment section. I'd love to know about this, but yeah, it seems very vague. And, you know, I noticed when he was saying all this, he had a mask on. So I don't know if he was sniggering behind the mask and uh, just taking the piss out of everybody when he was talking about this. But yeah, a guy from the Ministry of Health, they're trying to condone why there's no alcohol. Now, the Prime Minister does go on about, you know, if places do open, they'll be swiftly brought to justice and all this. Well, I do note that most of the nightclubs in Patong are all open in Phuket. No problem. I know they're definitely open in Bangkok too. There's quite a few. So obviously he doesn't know what's going on down on the ground. A lot of these governors have seemed to have forgotten the rules and just allowed things to open up. And I don't really understand why Pattaya has been singled out as a place that cannot have alcohol even in restaurants. I mean, surely all these blue zones, right, should be the same across the board the tourist areas and yes they're trying to attract tourists from abroad but it doesn't really seem that they really want to attract tourists I'm in favour of the bars and clubs reopening, but under a safe system. And I'm in favour of restaurants being able to serve alcohol. I don't see anything wrong with it. I just see it as a way for the government to try to control people more. And it's just not on, in my opinion. I mean, you can still go to 7-Eleven, buy yourself your six-pack, your 12-pack, go home, sit with 50 of your friends in your house and drink, and that's no problem. But you can't go out to a nightclub or a bar. Doesn't make sense. And that's what's happening. People are having house parties at home, you know, 10, 12 friends, beers, drinks. It's no different than being in a quiet bar. So I don't really know what the issue is here. It seems to me the government are just trying to get rid of bars and clubs in the country. That's the feeling I'm getting. They just don't want them open. But we'll keep an eye on it as usual. And uh, hopefully January 15th or 16th or whenever it is, the bars and clubs will be allowed to reopen. And these people will be able to make a living once again. Because just to remember, they've been closed for seven to eight months now with no government support whatsoever. We'll leave it at that. And next up, negative COVID ATK tests and proof of two jabs required for Bangkok's Loi Kertang. This year's celebrations of the annual Loi Kertang Festival on Friday, November 19th will embrace the new normal lifestyle as all visitors to the Bangkok Metropolitan Administration approved venues must show proof of two COVID vaccine jabs or COVID-19 negative test for a test done within 72 hours prior to entering the venue. The Deputy Governor of Bangkok has announced this year locations for official Loi Kertang festivals in the capital under the COVID-free setting and universal prevention measures. The first location is under the Rama 8 
Bridge and the event will be held from 5pm to 10pm. This location will invoke the atmosphere of an olden day market with local products from 50 districts in Bangkok for sale and Thai traditional performances. Meanwhile, the festival at Ong Ang Canal will be held from November 19 to 21 from 5pm onwards. The event will be extended to nearby locations such as Dam Rong, Satip Bridge, Hanopan Bridge, Han Bridge and other areas. The event will also feature Thai traditional performances and music, a mini concert by the Thai rapper Wonderframe and street performances. Apart from two prime locations, 30 public parks across Bangkok will be open for the festival from 5am to midnight. People at all locations must maintain social distancing, wear their face mask at all times, wash their hands frequently and have their temperature screened. Each venue will also limit the number of visitors to avoid overcrowding with only one person per four square meter. Food stalls and shops will be available but without eating areas. The sales and use of fireworks and sky lanterns are strictly prohibited. If any venue plans to use fireworks they must seek prior permission from the district office. The BMA is also urging citizens to use cretongs, floating baskets, which are made from natural materials such as banana leaves, banana trunks or bread instead of those made from polystyrene foam. Visitors are also urged to use one cretong per family to reduce waste. And moving along to some Thailand Pass news and updates for you. The CCSA or the government has refused the Tourism Authority of Thailand's request to switch from PCR tests to the cheaper and faster antigen test kits. Now no reason has been given as to why they refused the change but it won't be happening in December as of right now. Now I do note for example one of its neighbours Cambodia are looking for the test 72 hours beforehand and then on arrival they're doing the ATK test for quickness, get people through the airport and basically so people don't have to wait around and there's no quarantine. So they're following through on their idea of saying no quarantine in Cambodia, but Thailand will persist with this. I think there's a lot of money tied up in this. I think there's a lot of big players involved in hospitals who are doing PCR tests and there's too much money right now to be given this up. I think with the reduced numbers of tourists at the moment, this is another method for Thailand to extract more money from tourists. And yes, they're not going to be turning to the rapid antigen tests on arrival. It's a great pity because I think if they had, they would definitely see an uptake in tourists. But this is short-sightedness yet again on behalf of the Thai government. They're not seeing the, the long play here. They're not looking into the future about things. They're just looking for the quick book from the tourists. And I think that's wrong as well. When other countries around the world show that it can be done this way... And Thailand refuse to and they refuse to allow the quicker test, the cheaper test, which, as I said, will spur on tourism, I think. But it's, as usual, you know, close mindedness in the whole process. Now, according to the government, you stand a better chance of getting instantly approved for your vaccine certificate and in turn your Thailand pass if you come from a country where the government has the PKI, which is the public infrastructure key that was shared from that country. Now, the countries are as follows. United Kingdom, Switzerland, Austria, Belgium, Bulgaria, Cyprus, the Czech Republic, Germany, Denmark, France, Greece, Croatia, Italy, Luxembourg, Latvia, the Netherlands, Portugal, Romania, Sweden, Slovenia, Slovakia, Finland, Spain, Ireland, Iceland, Hungary, Estonia, Poland, Norway and Singapore. Of course, no mention of Thailand in their list. So if you're abroad, I wonder, will your vaccination certificate be 
approved instantly if you have a Thai one they should have put themselves up on the list. Now also the Thai MFA that's the Ministry of Foreign Affairs has also confirmed that when entering under the Thailand Pass system at any international airport and at the departure airport you should only be asked for your Thailand Pass QR code and your COVID-19 test no older than 72 hours before departure. No airline should be asking you for anything else when you arrive at the arrival airport in Thailand that's all you have to be showing. Now some of the top reasons why your Thailand Pass may have been rejected or is taking longer than expected our uh, vaccination certificates were not uploaded as per the recommendation the information and documents attached were incorrectly filled out the same information was entered multiple times leading to confusion in the consideration process some names were registered multiple times but with different information and finally some emails were registered incorrectly maybe misspelled or your inbox was full then there's also the issue with the hotmail and outlook which is to do with the thailand pass and the government here themselves but that's just some of the reasons why it might be taking longer i do know that people have been saying they're getting it a lot faster but then i'm still getting emails from people who are working six or seven days now one of my listeners and he strongly suggests and i will follow up with this too give yourself seven to eight days to get your thailand pass because you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes when you hit submit so give yourself plenty of time don't be rushing it last minute thing giving yourself a heart attack waiting for that thailand pass okay do it you can do it up to nearly i think three months ahead in time do it now if you're going next month give yourself plenty of time to get the thailand pass okay and it'll make things a lot easier and a lot less stressful for you and just one other thing in relation to the actual application itself i have noticed under the accommodation section now when you choose the province for example if you're going to phuket it then gives you three locations Phuket, Krabi, Panya. And then when you click on that, for example, you'll click on Phuket, okay? It'll then give you a list of SHA plus certified hotels. So you know if the hotel that you have booked for your first night quarantine for your test and go is on it then you know it's an SHA plus hotel if it's not on it you haven't booked an SHA plus hotel and you need to get back to that hotel and ask them what they're up to because then you have to upload your confirmation from that SH plus hotel and they'll obviously match the name that you submitted with the document that you would have submitted as well so you will know based on the list of hotels that they have if your hotel has been SHA plus certified or not and you must stay in that for the first First night of the test and go but that's just some updates and obviously the big one there is the pcr test will not be going next month it will still be here there will be no rapid antigen test or atk test on arrival that idea was turned down by the government and next up one of my favorite stories of the day it's expats not tourists that are visiting thailand according to business leader a key figure in thailand's tourism industry pulled absolutely no punches when commenting on the country's supposed reopening tanet suparang trangsi chairman of the chambari tourism business association echoed what people online have been saying for weeks if not months in an interview with business media he said that there are virtually no tourists coming to thailand despite the rhetoric of the government after their much vaunted reopening plans and claims the only arrivals are not true tourists at all just business people property owners or those with families he said the tourism industry is hardly benefiting at all he blames all the obstacles put in the way of potential tourists says thailand shot itself in the foot when i had the opportunity to do better and it's now even lagging behind neighbor cambodia he slammed the petty and baffling alcohol and nightlife restrictions saying tourists couldn't even celebrate new year's eve with a drink Tanet's comments come as leading ministers joyfully talk about 50,000 visitors since November 1st and a million more to follow, praising their wonderful Thailand Pass scheme as a simple panache to reignite the tourism industry. Tanet says it's all smoke and mirrors. 
The reality, he said, is that tourism recovery is slight in the extreme. In Chonbury, we are seeing two to 300 tourists a day. Not even 10,000 have arrived. Normally, pre-pandemic, it would be a million. Thailand has shot itself in the foot despite being the first country in Southeast Asia to open its borders to international tourists. Opening up should have meant really opening up. Not this half-baked reopening, he said. An RT-PCR test from their home country within 72 hours would have been sufficient, not being tested again on arrival, he said. They should have been allowed to come in and go anywhere immediately without restrictions, he noted. Instead, ridiculous obstacles have been put in their way with all the Thailand Pass documentation and tests on arrival and one-day quarantine to wait for their results. He said that Cambodia will open up after Thailand, but they had no silly obstacles, so people were going there instead. Real tourists are not bothering to come to Thailand, he said. Real tourists are not bothering to come to Thailand, he continued, in a controlled and measured set of statements completely mirroring what netizens have been saying. You can see by the hotel bookings, they are just one night in a hotel to wait for their test result, then they are going elsewhere. They are not tourists, they are business people, home and condo owners, or people with families in Thailand. Apart from a few souls, tourists are simply not coming to Thailand, said the business leader. He called for the hoops and hurdles facing potential tourists to be removed, but especially the on-arrival RT. PCR test. He said the country's tourism business were ready for visitors and it was time for the authorities to get real, stop making the big claims and get people visiting Thailand again. They have been ready since the start of the Phuket sandbox months ago but since then there have been delay after delay as the authorities chopped and changed their minds confusing everyone. He also attacked the decision not to reopen nightclubs, pubs and bars and the issue of not allowing alcohol to be served or having drinks restricted. Tourists won't even be able to have a drink to celebrate the new year, he continued. They have been told they can't do that until at least January 15th. He cited the Pattaya Music Festival with all its restrictions and banning of alcohol as yet another pathetic example of the obstacles in place. People can't have a drink and can't even get up out of their seats to dance to the music, he said, pointing out that such restrictions only applied inside the restricted area. Outside this, people were buying alcohol and enjoying the sounds. What sort of control is that, he fumed, clearly exasperated by his country's measures. As further evidence of his claims, he pointed to a leading German tour company that would normally be sending three to 4,000 tourists a month. He said they were sending just 20 a day and not to Pattaya. They were nearly all going to Phuket, he said. There you go, there's a business leader in Pattaya and I think that guy might be the only one who's actually spoken his mind about what has been going on for the last several months in the kingdom. And I think a lot of what he says has merit and he's pretty much correct in it. And I think most of us listening to this probably would agree with what he's saying. But as we know, the powers that be seem very reluctant to allow tourists back in and they seem very reluctant to do away with the measures that they seem to think will work and attract tourists. And the numbers are certainly not stacking up to attracting tourists right now. But we'll have to play the wait and see game and see what transpires in the future. And especially over the Christmas and New Year period. And moving along, the Thai Charter Court rules that only heterosexual marriages are constitutional. Same-sex marriage in Thailand will have to wait, as the Constitutional Court ruled unanimously on Wednesday that Section 1448 of the Civil and Commercial Code defining marriage as being a union between a man and a woman is constitutional. The Court did however suggest that Parliament, the Government and relevant state agencies should enact a law to codify the rights of the LGBT community. The issue was brought to the attention of the Court 
Court after the Juvenile and Family Court asked the Charter Court for a ruling in the case of Puang Pech Heng Kam and Pern Sak Seung, both belong to the LGBT group, in which they claim that they should be allowed to marry legally and that Section 1448 is unconstitutional. By unanimous vote, the court ruled that Section 1448 is not against Section 25, 26 and 27 of the nation's constitution. In essence, Section 1448 states that a marriage can be held when a man and a woman are 17 years old or if the court thinks fit the court will allow marriage between younger couples. Yeah so a little bit of a blow for the LGBT community and I have to say I I think this constitutional court is just appalling at times. They seem to be way behind the times within everything and thanks to this constitutional court I believe Thailand is regressing on a day-by-day basis but I mean that's personal opinion. Many people have beliefs whether a man and a woman should be only allowed to marry but whether a gay couple can or a lesbian couple that's completely up to them i have no problem with anybody wanting to get married because marriage in essence is just a legal contract basically between two people and i don't see a real problem with that but obviously this court does but hopefully the government at least might decide to change the law and give more rights to the lgbt community And finally, the Phuket news. New entry rules for domestic rivals to Phuket released in English. The Phuket Info Centre, operated by the Phuket Office of the Ministry of Interior, has published the new rules for domestic rivals to enter Phuket that came into effect on November 16th. Just so everybody knows, you no longer have to fill out the gophuket.com website or app, whatever you want to call it, before you arrive, but you still need to be fully vaccinated or you must have a rapid antigen test no older than seven days before arriving in Phuket. Phuket student loses hair after Sinovac jab. A 19-year-old student in Phuket has gone public to explain his hair falling out in clumps after he received a second injection of the Sinovac vaccine. And finally, teen prevented from jumping off Phuket Bridge. Quick action prevented another young man from jumping off one of the bridges joining Phuket with the mainland on November 16th. And just to note, that is the third person who's tried to jump. Two jumped already and they both died. And this is the third person in the last couple of weeks who attempted it now. And yes, I think a lot more focus on mental well-being in Thailand, I think, is very much needed here in the kingdom. And just for everyone who's listening, I will be doing on the next show, I will be doing the traveling in Thailand domestically, the rules and regulations for the main tourist areas. And that will be coming up on the next podcast. So, So please do stay tuned for that tomorrow. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.